Welcome to The Launch, the podcast sponsored by Tandem Launch, Canada's premier incubator. We'll talk about tech, startups, entrepreneurship, fundraising, and everything in between. If you have a research background in tech and always wanted to build your own startup, then check out our website, tandemlaunch.com, to see what we're all about. Now on with the show. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of The Launch Podcast, sponsored by Tandem Launch. I'm your host, Bobby Vidochka, and today joining me are the co-founders of Pocketed, Aria Han and Brianna Blaney. Welcome, ladies. Hi. Thank you. Thank you. So, like most podcasts, we start with a little bit of introductions. Uh, My name is Brianna Blaney, and I'm the co-founder and CEO of Pocketed. Super thrilled and proud to be building alongside Aria and our unbelievably talented and committed team. I have a background in building businesses. This is my third company, the second one that I've built with Aria. And it's the most mission purpose driven company that I've built by far and so easy to get excited about. We are eliminating barriers to entrepreneurship, which how do you not get behind that? So uh, proud to be here today and looking forward to sharing a little bit more. Fabulous. Thank you, Brianna. And I know everyone hates introducing themselves, but Aria, it's your turn. Thank you. So I'm Aria Han. I'm Brianna's co-founder. I'm the CTO. I am absolutely proud to be working alongside Brianna. She has taught me so much and continues to do so. Unlike she said, our our team is just fantastic. My background is in science. I have a PhD in metagenomics. That means that I work with DNA data on the computer. So absolutely nothing with a microscope or growing it. It's all technical skills. And like many good technical skills, they are transferable among and between industries and projects. And so that's how I ended up working with Brianna on uh, the technical side of Pocketed. Wow, so two companies together, three for Brianna. That's pretty high score. Very, very interesting. Um, What's also interesting is your story, how you got together. So can you share that with us? Yeah, absolutely. So Brianna and I were both uh, building different businesses at the time, but we both joined uh, U- at UBC, so the University of British Columbia's uh, accelerator called Hatch, and we were in the same cohort. And I can remember the first day, actually, we were all kind of sitting there, <laughs> nervous, with no clue what's going on, and everyone has to introduce themselves. And Brianna gets up there, and she gives this spiel about how she's building an HR company, and I distinctly remember thinking, like, wow, never going to talk to that woman. Um <laughs> And so I just kind of like closed that off in my mind. But then as the, the sessions went on and uh, we had lots of mentorship and, and kind of like classes, like mini courses throughout the weeks and months, I started trying to sit beside Brianna because she was funny. And so I was like, okay, well, she's funny. If I'm going to be in these classes, I'd at least sit beside her. So I'd start like, you know, trying to make sure I was beside her and, and we didn't really talk shop at first. Uh, but then, you know, slowly she started telling me more about HR and cause I thought she was funny. I was paying closer attention and she had, um, she had problems that I knew I could solve with some of the data models that I had been using in bioinformatics and, and statistics that I knew. And so we actually first started working together where Brianna hired me and, um, my other company, which is called Kunki and, uh, she hired us to build a model and train a model for her. And we did that and it worked and we liked working together. And so very soon after that, uh, 
I feel like this is going to sound like a proposal. Brianna asked me to join her uh, and she formally proposed that I join her company uh, Deep End with her and, and the rest is history. And you said yes. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Instead Amazing. of a ring, there's shareholders agreements. That's you know. Yeah, so much sexier. <laughs> I, I think so. Um, well, they're safe anyways, right? So, uh, <laughs> so you are uh, the co-founders of Pocketed. Um, so tell like, what is that and how do you serve the community and how are you different from the others? Yeah, awesome. So we built Pocketed with a very clear mission. How do we eliminate barriers to entrepreneurship? It's not a secret that one of the leading barriers to building a business and scaling that business is access to capital. And that's a problem that impacts everyone in business, especially women and other equity-seeking groups. So we built Pocketed to simplify access to funding for entrepreneurs. More specifically, right now we're focused on free government money. So there's over $5.9 billion in free government money available every year in Canada in tax credits, grants, and other business incentive programs. So when you look at that, you start asking questions about why money is still such a huge barrier to entrepreneurship. And for us, that's what gets us excited every day to do what we do. So Pocketed simplifies access to government funding for businesses through our intelligent matching platform and our managed marketplace. So what that means is that when you come to our platform, you create a free account. And with that free account, you tell us a little bit about your business. And then the algorithms that Aria and our team have built will automatically connect you with all of the funding programs that you are eligible for. When you look at that list, it can be a little bit overwhelming. And frankly, it's often done by founders off the side of their desks. So what you then find is they want help getting the money in their pocket. And that's what we do with companies through our managed solution. So we'll actually go and get that money for them. So all you do is sign off on those funding agreements and you have money in the bank that you otherwise would not have had. Uh, so that's where we're at today is over 4,500 companies in Canada use the platform and to date have applied to over $80 million in funding through Pocketed. Amazing. So I have used a few of those platforms before. By the way, this is hellopocketed.io that we're talking about. Um, how, are, how, how are you different? Because I, I have gone to several of those platforms and I find them rather useless. Or yeah, you're not alone. <laughs> You're not alone. And I'll actually say, we feel like we got it wrong in the beginning in some ways. So when we originally had this idea, it was based on our own experiences of accessing government funding. So as Aria said, this is the second business that we've built together. That first business was predictive hiring and retention for restaurants and retailers. So when the pandemic hit, you can probably imagine what happened. Our customers with Pilots Live went from 42 locations down to six, and slowly by slowly by slowly, they went out of business. And it just wasn't the right time to build that business. We were really fortunate. With founder funding and government funding, we hadn't had to take on investment from external investors. So we hadn't given up any equity in the business. That also meant that we hadn't lost anyone's money, which of course is the type of thing that keeps you up at night as a founder. So it was sitting on my couch eating pizza and drinking wine, when we had that recognition moment of the timing isn't right to build this business. It was incredibly cool technology and a very juicy problem to solve, but the timing was wrong. So in that reflection process of what did we do well and what was a, tr a struggle, we reflected on the fact that government funding had played a massive role for us, but it was really painful to access and find the programs that you're eligible for. So time consuming to write those applications. You were never super confident in your success rate. And 
we then were able to connect the dots with like, we can't be the only ones. And sure enough, hundreds of conversations with founders across the country, people have a visceral physical reaction to government funding. So of course, as you can imagine, we started asking what would make that a meaningful difference for them. And Aria will tell you a bit of a story around that. She's got a hilarious story of us cornering people at a bar. But even before that, what makes Pocketed different is that we don't just show you the programs that are available in Canada. That's not helpful. You need to at least see what your business is eligible for because there are thousands of programs, thousands. So how the heck are you supposed to find them all? And then search through 80 pages to find the one paragraph that tells you whether or not you're eligible. So we do all of that work for our users. More importantly, and this is where we got it wrong, we thought that information was meaningful and helpful and super what people were looking for. And yeah, people care about that. But what they really want when they come to Pocketed is money in their bank account. And that was what we got wrong at the beginning. We were giving you information and then saying, great, now go and find the programs and then apply. What we do now is take it further. You opt into Pocketed's managed solution and we'll actually go and get the funding for you. Where you don't have to think about it, you don't have to do the work, we will do it for you. We will show you the programs that we're going to get for you at that moment in time. It changes every single funding cycle because programs open and they close and they change. And that's why it's so confusing and overwhelming and hard. So Pocketed actually goes all the way for you. We get you that funding approved all the way to getting money in the bank. And that's what makes Pocketed different. Wow. So, I mean, I, I know that there's a lot of um, programs that have different types of, you know, reimbursements or tax incentives and stuff like Are you talking about like you'll fill in the grants too or not that far? Correct. We'll uh, actually do the application process for our users. Yeah. Wow. We'll actually fill it in for you, get it all done. All you need to do is press that final submit button, make sure everything looks good, just the final sign off, but we will tee it up, get it ready, send you an email, say press here, you press there and it's done. And as Brenda said, like you only pay us if you actually get that money. So it's totally risk-free. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Okay. So that's super exciting. I'm going to tell the world about that. Um, <laughs> Please do. So, <laughs> I consider myself a feminist. I do a lot of stuff to help female entrepreneurs and do different initiatives and things like that. Um, you know, I, I, we did a podcast with the 51. I came to know you through um, the 51 is the feminist um, uh, investment uh, group in Alberta. Having said all that, you know, as, as you know, we are in Women's History Month, International Women's Day is upon us. It's all I can do to get people to stop calling girls guys and to stop saying happy International Women's Day. Um, it's it's these are just like things that irk me um, in that that world of things. So as a female led company. Uh, with a f majority female composed team. What are your thoughts about sort of how society and social media is dealing with this female founder thing? And you can be radically honest here. Yeah. <laughs> I like that opening. <laughs> yeah. So I really not polite, but super honest approach to that is fuck that shit. And what I mean by that is, we are done adding qualifiers to the fact that we are founders and we are CEOs and we are CTOs and we are leaders. We are done with that. 
we recognize that there has been a time and a place for that to happen because the pendulum had to swing. So it swung so far that it drastically overcorrected. But we believe that adding qualifiers like female founder, CEO, girl boss, mompreneur, that is such a disadvantage. It is absolutely perpetuating the marginalization of women from our perspective. So we get asked this question all the time. And we don't consider ourselves female founders. We don't lead with that. Yes, we happen to be women, but we are founders. I am a CEO. Aria is a CTO. We are also moms. We are also many other things, but we don't need to connect those two as qualifiers to justify why we exist in the spaces that we, that we exist. So break the bias is the theme of International Women's Day this year. And I think that this is a good time to be having this conversation because I do think it's time for things to start shifting. And we believe that we will see true equity exist when days like this don't have to happen anymore. I don't think we're there yet. Society needs to continue overcorrecting a little bit. So I think that's why there is still room for days like this to exist. But that is when true equity will be achieved from our perspective is when we no longer have to say female founder. When the hell have you ever seen a dude commented as a male founder or a male CEO. I've literally never seen that. <laughs> never. It was ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Uh, ridiculous. Every time someone calls me a CEO from now on, I'm going to just start using the word CEO in that conversation. Like, <laughs> when you hear that, it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous, right? Like, yeah. it, absolutely. I should uh, start introducing them. This is my male founder over here. Exactly. Yeah. This is my it's male not- founder. This is the male CEO that I know. Like, forget it. Enough. <laughs> So I, I, it's a, a, an acquaintance, but she's a, she works for a VC fund and um, she has a policy that if you send her a request and ask her to, you know, be on a podcast, speak at an event, be anything, you know, public facing and she can't do it. She says 99% of the time she gets a follow-up email that says, oh, do you, well, do you know any women who could also, you know, do this? And so her policy is she sends a list. She's like, I'm not sending you two names. I'm sending you a hundred names to show you how much of a bias that question even was because there are so many out there. And I love that. So I have adopted that. It's like, oh, you ask me, I can't do something. You ask for another woman. I, I, another woman, I am going to flood you with names because screw that question. Nice. I love that. Where's that list? I want to do yeah, the same there's thing. There's so many of them now. So and there should be. Absolutely. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, any, any last words on that topic? No, just strong feelings. Lots, of, lots of strong feelings. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Tell us what you really think. So you both have other companies that you run. Um, how is that experience for you? Uh, what advice would you um, have for people who maybe want to create um, or in the early days of their own tech startup? Yeah, I think overall running a business is really hard. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of brain power. It's a lot of energy. It's a lot of everything. It's like having a child and having just become a parent recently in the last five months, I will say that it is very much like having a child. It's something that needs you all the time. It's not going to wait for your attention. It needs you now and you got to give it your all. So that is overwhelming at the best of times you layer in that each of us has two businesses and it's it's a lot and you don't balance because that is not a realistic goal so (laughs) juggling becomes the goal keeping the ball successfully in the air becomes the goal and I would say for the most part we're both succeeding at that largely with each other's support supportive partners and all of those different elements 
But running a business is really hard. And Aria and I talk a lot about the fact that in order to build a business, you have to be obsessed with what you're building and the problem that you're solving. Really, you have to be obsessed with it. You have to want to solve it so badly that you're willing to work through those 4 a.m. nights. You've got to be willing to push through the uncertainty, the chaos, those financial insecure moments. There's so much that you've got to be willing to push through. And that obsession is part of what keeps it worthwhile. It gives it purpose. So for us, again, what greater purpose can exist as a, as a business founder? So not in life necessarily, but as a founder, than eliminating barriers to building a business that's so compelling. And it's something that gets us both up in the morning and drives us forward in building this, even when it's hard, because it's hard a lot. And that is something that we both, I know, have said, and Aria will add other things, but that's a huge piece. If you're an entrepreneur, pick a problem that you're obsessed with solving, because there's going to be days that just feel like crap. And that's going to be what pushes you through. Yeah, I have this theory, you know, a friend was just telling me about a book about people who run ultra marathons, like the crazy, crazy, you know, 100 <laughs> kilometer stuff, which I have no interest in doing. Um, and I, I mentioned that and, and he said, yeah, but, you know, if you when you read about these people, they are often ex addicts and stuff who you, they put that kind of obsessive uh, energy towards something now really healthy. And, you know, I bet that there's like, trends like that with uh founders as well because there's so many easier things that we could do like I think about this sometimes when I you know it's like day seven and I haven't had any breaks and I'm like up at five in the morning and on my phone making lists of things to do when I get out of bed but I'm just like why except I continue to make that choice so there's obviously really compelling reasons there um you know I, I it actually I had this thought recently where someone said, you know, why, why start businesses? Why do businesses? And there is this element of risk to business, but it's in such a healthy way that I think that has been a big motivating thing for me personally, where I'm like, this is a healthy outlet for the amount of risk that I apparently need to feel mm -hmm. in life. And so there, there's definitely something there. The other thing Brianna and I talk about a lot that I think is important to mention is entrepreneurship is a privilege. You do not get to do this if you can't weather that risk. And so what does that mean for us? It means Brianna and I both have partners who are also supportive and who also have income. And, you know, we're fortunate enough to have skill sets where you know, if everything blows up, there are alternatives for us. And if you don't have those things in place, there is no way you get to take these risks. And so there's huge, huge aspects of this that are Mm -hmm. really rooted in our families are supportive and like just so many things that make an ultimate privilege to be an entrepreneur. And I, I think that that gets lost a lot where people are like, you just start a business and you pull yourself up by the bootstraps. And that's, that's, that's not true. I think to Aria's point, it's so important to acknowledge that privilege piece because you can be the hardest working person in the world. And if there isn't an element of luck and timing and opportunity, it doesn't matter. It takes more than that to be successful in entrepreneurship. And there is a huge amount of risk that goes along with that. So all of those things that Aria outlined, we recognize that to be true about our own scenario. And we think it's important that that be more normalized than it is today, that it is a huge privilege to do what we do every day. And it's not enough to, to work hard. You got to be lucky too. Yeah, that's true. Everything's got to align in just the right way. Um, I'm really happy that you said all of that because... You know, I've I've asked this question in a variety of different ways through a variety of different people, and um, we haven't quite gotten to that point yet. It's I I talk to a lot of sort of budding entrepreneurs or people who want to be entrepreneurs, and they have 
oftentimes it's sort of disillusion about what that means. So I want to control my schedule and I want to be my own boss. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Any hundred hours in the week you want to work, you got them. Yeah. Yeah. 24 seven, all yours. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, I mean, these days it's, it's there's a there's a real trend in it which is a bit concerning as well um you know people see stuff on social media and then they think oh yeah I'm going to do that too and and yeah it is it is very risky and certainly having all the luck and the privilege and the support um you know there's a lot of key factors in there that that help I mean there's a reason why nine out of ten startups fail so yeah um, but when it's good, it's good. And so there we go. Don't want to discourage people, but just eyes wide open. Right. Um, yeah. So then, uh, I'm testing out this new question. So, I mean, I get this a lot about the stuff, all the stuff that I do and people are asking, like, how do you find the time and na na na. And every now and again, I do find the time to watch a show or read a book. Um, what are your all time favorite movie or show and book and why this could be back from like five years old too by the way it doesn't have to be recent I know Brianna just has like something perfect waiting for this question I can like see it on her face from the screen um <laughs> I don't you don't go ahead okay um so I watched tv netflix whatever uh strictly as escapist so I don't want anything too heavy. I don't want anything where like the opening scene for like 90% of shows, like a young woman gets brutally murdered walking home from the grocery store. I don't want any of that shit. I want something so unrealistic that it's not worrisome. So like I just watched Reacher. It is terrible. I mean, it is absolutely brutal. Loved it. Loved every minute of it. There's like three, this is a spoiler. So plug your ears if, if you don't want to hear Reacher spoilers. There's like three good people in the whole world in that show. And like literally everyone else is bad. And it just keeps rolling out. That's what I'm here for. Um, Shonda Rhimes is really good. Anything that she's involved with too, right? It's just like so dramatic and over the top and the clothes are something to look at. So I, I like that kind of stuff too um reading wise uh I go through phases for sure I currently I just finished oh man I'm gonna forget her name I can't even see the book around but I like just finished it the other night it, it was called uh school for good mothers so I like to read things that are fiction it's again it's escapist uh it's the school for good mothers is good it's a kind of a different twist on the concept of the handmaid's tale um, with less religion and more just like government uh, oversight involved. So that was, uh, you know, terrifyingly good read, but I'm, I'm pretty open to the, the world of, of fiction generally. I am like Aria. I also like fiction. I really only read fiction because otherwise my entire life is consumed by nonfiction. <laughs> so like 18 hours a day, it's, all nonfiction. So when I'm going to read, it's going to be something good, juicy and nonfiction. Uh, I still am an old diehard of Harry Potter books, the whole series. I've read them at, like at least two dozen times. Love them. Proud to admit it. 
zero qualms about that. I also really like the entire book series by an author called Daniel Silva. It's a spy book series. So I really love those. They're, they uh, parallel the real world. So I, I enjoy that about them. And in terms of shows, for me, it depends on the day or the week. But uh, right now, I'm really loving the show Billions. It's a show that I've enjoyed a lot for quite a long time now. And I love how aggressive it is. It's aggressive. It's cutthroat. You know, it's like, it's bordering on untrue, but it also seems somewhat true. So it's a, it's a great show. Love that show. It gives me lots of ideas of things not to do as a business leader, which is, you know, always a worthwhile thing to, to learn. And also lots of ways that you could spend money if you had that life-changing amount of money. So love that show. Interesting. Interesting. I tend to go for stuff on Netflix that has as many seasons as possible mm -hmm. because I don't want to have to go find something else. Like <laughs> I just want to stick with something for a while. Cause yeah, it's really just totally. to clean yeah. the mind um, from the day. They tend to be more crime breaking bads type of type of stuff, which I, I find interesting. Um, I still haven't found, you know, two Wong Fu. Thanks for everything. Julie Newmar and um, um, eternal sunshine for the spotless mind. I still haven't found a movie that beats those two. Maybe I'm aging myself. They're a little bit old. <laughs> I think it, whenever, whenever you're picking a favorite show or like a movie, I think it depends on your mind frame at that moment in time. So right now I love a lot of things that are background noise. So Billions is not background noise. you got to actually watch that show because it's very nuanced. Mm. But I will forever love shows like The Office and Schitt's Creek because you can sort of half listen, half watch while you're working and plowing through crazy deadlines. And it's just entertainment. So other shows like that depends on your context, right? But those are good shows for anyone here that's a budding entrepreneur that feels like all they do is work. Those are two of my faves. Yeah, I, I love Shit's Creek because nothing happens. So good. Right? Like, <laughs> it's so it's good. Great. You know, that's exactly what I need. It's just like the super even keel. I know exactly what I'm going to get. And it's funny. And Canadian. Yeah. That a little bit of Lexus episode will go down as uh, the best scene. <laughs> it's so good. Yes. Love it. Love it. Okay. So uh, ladies, you have the ear of our audience. Um, is there anything that you need? Do you want obviously adopters to the platform? Do you need investors, devs? What do you need? Let us know. Yeah, we are definitely excited to welcome more companies to Pocketed. As we said, over 4,500 companies in Canada use it today already to access free government money. So if you are an entrepreneur, you are looking for funding for your business, please come to Pocketed, hellopocketed.io, create your free account, use the referral code Brianna to unlock exclusive perks and benefits. A-R-I-A. <laughs> Brianna, B-R-I-A-N-N-A, and you will unlock exclusive perks and benefits context around that we have a bit of a contest running internally on who can refer the most users into the company so you can pick anyone but use one of our Probably names shorter it's just four <laughs> letters a r i <laughs> so we would welcome you we look forward to helping you access money to grow your business and um if you want people to get in touch with you investors or things like that yeah, they're welcome to reach out. They can come directly through the website. Again, it's hellopocketed.io or they can email one of us directly. It's just our first name at hellopocketed.io. Amazing. We're also on LinkedIn and you know, all of We're that. everywhere. All yeah, the places all you would expect to find us, you will find us. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Okay, well, thank you so much uh, for joining me, ladies. Really appreciate it. Bobby, uh, great to be here. Thank you again for inviting us on. 
And thank you very much to our loyal listeners. Your time is always appreciated. If you're watching this on YouTube, please do hit the like button. And um, if you like what you saw, there's more where that came from. Uh, subscribe and also share your thoughts in the comments below. You can also follow us on social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Ciao for now. Thank you for listening. We hope you had fun and gained valuable insights. If you like what you see in here, hit the subscribe button, leave us a comment, share the podcast, and follow us on social media.